Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, Stories from School, where we tell each other stories and we learn from listening. All right, well, listeners, thank you for coming and checking out another episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Today, we're coming from uh, Fruitport High School, and uh, I'm your host, Greg Kobalak, and we have two guests with us today, two students, both from the Fruitport Fishing Team. Uh, we have Cade Calkins. Cade, say hello. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit something about uh, yourself. So I'm in 10th grade, and other things I like to do, I like to hunt besides school. I like hunt, fish, and that's about it for hunt most fi- of the year. Hunt, fish, and school. Great. Yeah. And we also have, I think, our youngest guest from Fruitport on this year, trip, I guess, our, our freshman, uh, Braden Valley. So, Braden, say hi and maybe say a few things about yourself. Hi, my name is Braden Valley. I'm in 9th grade, and, yeah, I like to... Basically, hunting fish, same thing. Okay, so so tell us, what's it like being a freshman at uh, Fruitport High School? Um, so far, it's been pretty cool. I mean, um, there's nothing really. It's a little maturity change from middle school, but how so? Like uh, uh, expectations are different from yeah middle school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and have you uh, uh, yeah you found your footing? You made some French and. Uh, are you involved with some anything else in the school besides the fishing team? Um, no, I don't think so. No? Okay. Uh, Kate, how about you? Are you involved with anything else at school? No, not really. Just fishing. That's about it. It takes up a lot of time. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's just uh, dive into it. So I think it's really unique, right? I, I didn't even know that the school like had a fishing team until a couple of students were talking about it. You guys got some nice uh, gear on today. <laughs> we'll take a picture and share that with people. But, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of curious, uh, how did you just get started in fishing and uh, or fishing and hunting? You both said you like to hunt, too. So, like, where did that come from? Or what, remember your first experience doing that? Yeah, so I learned it all from my dad. So I basically grew up fishing and hunting my whole life. So, like, quality time with that. Yeah. Good. And, uh uh, Kate, how about you? I'd say hunting, my, most of my family does that, but fishing, I kind of, they fit my dad and mom, they both fish like here and there, like if we were camping or something, but I feel like I watch a lot of YouTube videos, that's pretty big, fishing is on YouTube, and I kind of started there, and then I met Brad, Braden's dad, and he was talking about the fishing team, and I kind of just started from there, and that was about sixth or seventh grade, I think. So sixth or seventh grade, you started fishing or started or like started an, like bass fishing specifically and getting more into it. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I got man, you guys are yeah, so many questions are coming to me. So let's talk. You said you started in sixth or seventh grade fishing. Yeah. Is that with like family or is that with like uh, uh, with a school team? I'd say well, sixth grade I really started like fishing. We got a boat. So that really opened up a lot of stuff to or a lot of areas like we could go to different lakes and travel around to fish. And then seventh grade, me and Braden actually started fishing tournaments together. And that was that like part of a school team or just other tournaments? That was part of the Fruitport team. It would have been, I think, the second year they've been the fishing team's been around. Okay, so the Fruitport fishing team is not just for high school kids, like uh, middle school kids get involved? Yeah, I we last year we started like an official middle school kind of team and they don't they don't fish the exact high school tournaments we fish but they fish kind of just with middle schoolers 
and high schoolers would just fish with high schoolers. Okay, so it's kind of like a fishing program, and yeah. like there's a high school level and like a middle school level. Mm-hmm. And is this, uh, I heard you say bass fishing. Does the competitive fishing team just do bass fishing? Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. There are other circuits, but bass is like the all the um, tournament series we fish have bass, like Bass Nation. Bass Nation opens West Michigan Bass and Michigan Bass Nation, so it's bass only, smallmouth and largemouth bass. So, so what were you were saying? <laughs> Some of those things, Nation Bass, these are like uh, tournaments. These yeah. are uh, leagues or what? Yeah, how they're work? tournament. They call them series. So each one has its own kind of well, not really rules, but each it's run by different people. So Michigan Bass Nation is what the high schoolers fish. And that has five tournaments around Michigan this year, all the way from the north, all the way over to Detroit, and one over here in Muskegon. And these are the ones your team competes in? Yes. And, uh, and so what, what's your season like run? And like, like, like we're, we're doing this interview in January. This will be shared with the public in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think there's ice fishing. This is not what we're talking about, right? <laughs> so when does your season start and how, like, when does it go through? Um, it can go anywhere from, I'd say, February to maybe like late October. So it starts in the early spring, yeah. kind of, and yeah. runs, it runs through the summer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and goes into the, uh, into the fall. Yeah. So tell us, all right, well, how about, uh, I'm interested in this, maybe that's a good time. Tell us like what a tournament like a single tournament looks like okay. like is it uh, one day multiple days how do you score how do you win like yeah. this is it's all interesting yeah. there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but i'd say for a michigan bass nation tournament that is on a saturday and sunday but they are two separate tournaments so there's a winner a team wins on saturday and there's a team that wins on sunday it's two different tournaments okay, okay. But I'd say it starts for most people on Wednesday or Thursday. You get up early in the morning and you drive to the lake you're fishing and I, you practice fishing. Most people think that sounds funny, but that's how it is. And so you're finding spots, finding where the fish are, the best places to fish. And that's usually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday morning comes around and that's tournament day. And I don't know if you want to explain some of how that goes, Braden. Um, yeah, so tournament day, you're basically wake up really early anywhere from five to like six and then you drive to the lake you basically so there's probably about a hundred boats or so you just kind of stage in an area and around seven i'd say you kind of they start to have you all take off and um it goes in kind of so you'd get a boat number the night before and you'd take off in your boat number, so you'd have a guy out um, kind of on like a dock or something, and he'd yell boat one and go all the way from how many boats there are. And are you getting ready to like race to the best spots kind of? Yeah, it, it's basically a race. I mean, you're having boats go 70 miles an hour down a lake r- pretty close to each other. So, And then you have... I guess you so once you get to the spot you it's about an hour or eight hours fishing and then you have to make it back at a certain time 
So um, you have a starting moment and that, and then an ending moment, and yeah. you have to be back by the ending moment. Yep. And then you have hours and hours where you're fishing. Yep. Okay. And so, uh, and then, uh, okay, how do you how do you win? How do you score points? Okay, or am so I even using the right terminology? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so it starts. You have a live well in your boat, and that's you catch the fish. You catch the bass. They have to be over 14 inches to keep, and you keep. You want to have five of them. That's the most you can keep. So it's your five biggest bass or what you're weighing in. So you put them in your live well, and that keeps them alive. They're oxygenated, kind of a tub you fill with water. It has oxygen, cool water going into it, so it keeps the fish alive and healthy. And so once weigh-in time comes around, you drive back, put your boat on the trailer, and you get a big rubber bag you put the fish in the water in, and you bring it over to one of the tournament directors and they measure all the fish to make sure they're over 14 inches. And after that, they have Michigan Bass Nation, the one most kids fish, they have like a cargo trailer and they have a stage you walk up on and they have a scale and you take the fish out of the bag, you have them in in the water and you put them in this mesh bag where all the water drains out and they'll put that on the scale. And I'd say most tournaments, like 15 pounds on your five fish, that's going to have you pretty good. So that's a, that's a cumulative, a total. Yeah, so okay. like a two-and-a-half-pound fish, you're looking at 12-and-a-half pounds on five of them. Okay. And that's pretty good. And then, obviously, the bigger the fish are, the better chance you have at winning. And once you get your total, everyone weighs in. So, I mean, that could be 60 boats, so it could take over an hour or two. And the winner is the heaviest five bass limit. Okay, and so if if you uh, if you catch one, hook one is that, what's the right terminology? Yeah, hook one. If you hook a bass, mm -hmm. and then when you pull it up, do you have to decide if that's one of your five for the day, no. or you can put it in the live well, and then you can oh I found a bigger one. I'm gonna you know this is my sixth one. I have six now. Mm -hmm. you, you can only keep five at a time. Is that kind of the yeah, so there's trick. a thing called culling, and that's, let's say you catch your, you want to have five fish to start with. Like, you catch your five fish, but then you get on some bigger fish, so you can actually throw your smaller one back into the lake to keep the bigger one. Yeah, okay. And so that'll help you catch but you, bigger but fish. Yeah, but you can only, like, hold on to yes, five at a time. That, that's kinda, what so. the DNR says. Yeah, good. So, so there is some... Uh, there's some conservation, right? Yes, we don't want to sure. be wasteful. I nope. think fishermen are really, <laughs> they don't, they want fish to be there for decades yeah, and decades, other right? People to catch. Is that, uh, I mean, I know we're kind of going away from the tournaments, but is that why fish have to be a certain size before you harvest them or whatever the right term is before you keep them? Like you said, 15, 14 inches, was yes, it? Yes, 14 in Michigan. And, and uh, do you know, like, the biology behind that? Like, why, why do fish have to be a minimum size before they can be kept? Well, I'd say for a 14-inch fish, it takes, um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'd say for some fish, it could take up to five years to get there. And that means by then they've reached their maturity, so they're able to, like, lay eggs and fertilize them so they can have more fish grow. And by that time, they've already had a lot of eggs to create baby fish to okay. for more people to catch, I guess you'd say. Yes, I, I think it is. It's a reproduction mm -hmm. issue, right? We don't want to take them when they're healthy and young yep. and reproducing. We want to get them maybe is it past their prime. Is that kind, yeah. of, the, <laughs> kind of the idea? So, uh, yeah, I think uh, some, some – uh, you know, uh, in hunting, isn't that too? Like sometimes a, yeah. a town will be like, hey, we're not going to 
take any you know baby bucks we're just gonna wait till we see mature bucks yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. let the, the trophies kind of grow and stuff like that so nice so anything else so this is on saturday how mm-hmm. close is what you do for a tournament to what the pros do now i'm not into fishing i have caught a few fish i own one uh, reel and rod is that the right term <laughs> right so and i caught i and i caught a fish and i was almost like laughable i didn't know what to do right? so, so but um but i you know i see fishing on tv i don't watch it too much but is, is do you have similar rules to like the pros that you see in the, um uh, yeah so bass nation um the only different rules is you'd have a high school you'd have a boat captain because um none of the high school anglers are able to operate a boat by themselves so the only difference is you'd have a boat captain there there can be team tournaments when you're um fishing like adult series but most of the big like bass nation tournaments you're gonna have probably just one guy and he's gonna go fish in his own boat so there's uh the professionals don't have the team aspect no and am i right that you said you have Three people on your uh, boat win the high school yep. competitions. Yeah, so describe that. Describe who are those three people? And um, so you're gonna have one. It'd be you and your teammate, and then you'd have your boat captain. So which has to be an adult because they yeah. can navigate the boat. Is that kind of? Yep. So they drive safety the boat. thing too, probably. Um, the only the team members are able to fish. The adult basically can't do anything. Um, they may be able to help like with live well care, but that would take another team member. So one team member would not have to be able to, or they can't fish at that time when the boat captain is doing whatever. Okay. And so are you guys on the same boat? Like, are you partners? Um, yeah, sometimes we, we started out in middle school and then once he got, to high school he was able to fish the high school series so he fished that for two years with um evan ludlow which is another um student here at fruitport high school and um he fished that for two years and then now evan is a senior so he is going to go on to college and fish and me and Kate are going to go fish the high school series. Okay, so you guys, uh, so the, yeah, partnerships come and go as you're available or certain age group brackets, yep. right? So, great. Um, yeah, what else would be good ask, to ask right now? Uh, some of our sponsors. I'd oh, like that sounds good. Let's talk yeah. about that. So let me, I'll set you up for it. So, so we have a Fruitport fishing team, right, Cade, right, Brayden? Yeah. But it's not like an official sponsored school sport. Like, like the school gives money to the basketball team to run the basketball program. And you guys have to – it sounds expensive. And you guys have to raise your own money? Yeah, so it's very expensive. And some of our sponsors, they'll help. Oh, what, what do the – how do the sponsors do? They just – give you equipment or just give uh, you well, a donation uh sometimes sometimes we help out there like fruitport conservation club they do trap shooting so like um clay pigeons okay. and we'll go out there and we'll help and they think it's awesome that we're fishing and they will donate money to help offset the cost of like tournament fees like each for it's 150 dollars for the year for one team to fish michigan bass nation 
So they'll help offset that cost. And some other sponsors like the Storage Group and Johnson's Auto also help us get money to like pay for jerseys and sweatshirts like this. So, okay. So, yeah. So, well, let's, uh, yeah, let's give some credit. So who else sponsors you guys? Um, <laughs> who else helps you guys out? Yeah, so there's Van Dyke Mortgage. They help donate money. Then there's Dick Sporting Goods. They actually give us a 20% off discount on, like, all fishing tackle, rods, reels, line, okay. anything you can think of. Um, we have Johnson's Auto Sales, um, Quiet Cove Baits. They donate, like, packages where we can get some of their baits that they make. Mitch um, Johnson Sporting Goods, which is down in Whitehall. Okay. Um, and West Wind Construction. All right. So, uh, well, that's great that you have people that are. So, and I, uh, I think like the fishing community is a pretty tight supportive, right? Like you're competing, yeah. but, but you know they're also you know friends, right? You people you compete with. So I'm curious to know how the team aspect works with fishing. So you talked about how you score points by how f heavy fish are. So do you compete? Like, uh, does everyone from your team or does your boat get a total that, uh, you know, uh, and you see how many points the, or how many pounds the team gets in a certain date? So each team, so the two people or the two kids that are fishing, they're their own team. Like you can, there's another team with, for instance, Jacob Palika and Callan Jolman. They're another team that fishes for Fruitport, but in each tournament we're fishing against them. We're not fishing together. Okay. So you only collaborate on your, on your vessel, on your boat. Yes. Okay. And so you're competing. So Fruitport could get in first place and second place yeah, and third we place. Yeah, actually had tournament. that happen a couple of times okay. before. But then SPI, another tournament series we fish, they actually have a school of the year. And we won that last year where they take your top three teams from each school and they put those weights together from each of their tournaments. And that can win you school of the year if you have the most. And Fruitport won that? Yes. So am I, does that mean like that's the equivalent of Fruitport won the state championship? Uh, not for that because <laughs> it's a smaller scale. But Michigan Bass Nation, me and Evan Ludlow, it would have been 2020. We won the state championship for that. And that's teams fishing from across they come from every part of the state and we won that so that's the equivalent of a state championship so you and evan won a state championship yes. and kind of like uh yeah like more of an individual boat kind of thing yeah. well congratulations yeah, i think that needs you. to be uh, celebrated mm -hmm. so and that actually qualified qualified us to fish nationals which was in last summer in dayton tennessee Oh, well, tell us about that. What was Nationals like? <laughs> yeah, so Braden actually qualified to fish that, too, through a different tournament. And Nationals, Lake Chickamauga is what we fish, and it's like a giant lake. It's like 50 miles long, and it was a different experience because we never fished like that down south. And there were 307 – what was it, 300 and – it, yeah, 20 boats, 300 boats. Yeah, Whoa. so it literally took, like, we had to get up at 3 in the morning because we had to launch at 4 because it took, like, three hours for all the boats to launch, and then you all blast off, and it was a pretty crazy experience. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, well, well how, did, how did that finish? Did you finish in the top half or uh, top, what, do, you probably know, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so I finished. Oh, you went to this tournament too? Yeah. So oh, I okay. actually fished by myself. Because my Jacob Plika and Colin Jolman fished um, there too, and I f I qualified with Jacob, so he didn't want to leave Colin because Colin doesn't have a boat, so he 
he went with Colin, so I was able to fish by myself, and I finished somewhere, I think, 150th, somewhere around wow, there. Wow, so, right, so right in the middle. Yeah. That yeah. sounds pretty impressive. me and Evan were like 180 or 190, then I believe Colin and Jake were like one, were they they were, I think they were 100? in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, they did very good. All right. For Amazing. We've never fished before. So, so I want to ask you about uh, the commitment that you guys have for this sport. Is that what you call it? The sport. Yeah. Yeah. And second is how do you become good at it, right? So, like, it seems to me like, wow, you have to own expensive equipment. You do pre-fishing for three days before your tournament, right? If you have to have an adult with you, that means they're taking time off of work, right? And uh, so, yeah, tell us about the commitment and, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so on an average week in the summer, we're fishing three-hour tournaments, about three of them a week. So it's basically if you had football practice or anything like that. Okay. Um, and every, every we're basically fishing all summer, like every night. And locally, like from home? Um, yeah, mostly locally. And then we would have other tournaments where we go all around the state. I'd say the big tournaments that are around the state, we average like one a month. And so we're traveling once a month, like probably two, three hour drive on average. But that's only once a month. Then the weeknight tournaments we have, we have a Thursday night tournament that Fruitport High School or Fruitport Bass Fishing Team actually puts on themselves. So that has a middle school and a high school division. So all the middle schoolers from the, and this is schools all around from like, I'm trying to think, Zealand. Yeah, um, Zealand. There's a lot Huffer. of, yeah, there's a lot of. West Michigan. Smaller schools, yeah. 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 And so, uh, so let's, I'm going to come back to that. So you, you do this on uh, a Thursday or all Thursdays uh, in the summer? It's usually like every other Thursday. So a couple Thursdays, and it's like a, like a league, right? Yeah, it's and, just fun. And you get to host it. Yeah. And uh, where where do you fish? Like what water do you use? I'd say Muskegon Lake, White Lake, Mona Lake, and Spring Lake are the four big ones. Then every once in a while, like Fremont Lake might pop in there. And, and you just pick what uh, what you think is going to be a good, yeah, or is we it do all like, predetermined? Yeah, we try to do one of each. So maybe if you're good at fishing one lake because you know some spots, and, but you're not good on other, it's not like hurting you because you fish the lake you don't know at all each week. Nice. And how? Uh, so when you launch, when you well, sp- right, right, the the Spring Lake body of water is right next to Fruitport. Do you launch right from Pomona Park? Yes, there? we do. And you, uh, yeah, do you have to like like reserve the boat launch that <laughs> we day? Actually. They actually give us a discount because you have to have a boat launch permit to help mm-hmm. like pay for launch care and stuff. And that we actually get a discount or sometimes they'll give us like it's only like five dollars for the night pass. And there's usually enough room. There'll be like 25 teams together. So there still be some room at the boat launch for other boats, too. So 25 teams. But that's not 25 schools, right? Because there's multiple. No, it'll probably be like four to six schools. OK. So what other schools in West Michigan have fishing teams? Uh, Reese Puffer. That's a pretty big one. Grand Haven. Zealand. They do a lot of traveling like we do across the state. I'd say that's one of the bigger ones than. Yeah. I'd say those are the main ones, Puffer, Zealand, Fruitport. And and in your time, I know that you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, you've been in the kind of been doing this for a few years. Is it growing? Like is there more and more kids getting into uh, it? For sure. Each year there's a lot more teams, especially middle schoolers. We actually have like seven middle school teams at Fruitport, but now we only have four high school teams. 
and each year we get more middle school teams it seems like because more kids are interested Man, in it what 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 draws a kid to be on the middle school fishing team um just <laughs> word around the school they hear kids are having fun and they want to get in do they usually have prior experience like they've hunted with grant or not hunt do they fish with grandpa or something like that I just or say some of them do but some just see us doing it and they're like that looks fun and they just they ask get a couple of fishing rods and if you know someone that has a boat that's willing to they be just hop on the boat. yeah because the thursday night ones are just not for fun like there's prizes but it's more just to get kids into it and learning about it Wow. Well, I'm tempted to uh, invite myself to tag along on a, if yeah. you have a, an odd number yeah. on a boat sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, just to, to find out more about it. So so I talked to our athletic director. Uh, the, I don't know how involved he is with the fishing team because it's not quite a Fruitport, you know, varsity sponsored sport. But he has some involvement because he was talking about how he often has schools call him to ask about what's the fishing team like or maybe how to start a fishing team because i think fruitport has a really strong reputation like yeah, like maybe like the tops in the state like people want to do what you know they want to copy what's working at fruitport for their school there is that a fair statement i mean yeah i, I know say for sure because we're definitely one of the bigger schools definitely not the biggest there's a lot of teams from like the detroit area and the eastern side of the state that are they have a lot of people but there's also a lot more fishing that goes on over there like guide services and everyone's dad fishes over there okay so that gets them into it but i'd say well what does what does the fruitport fishing team do good that other people want to know about i'd say our sponsors are our biggest because they help pay for or help offset the cost like i said for tournament entry fees and it's hard to just get sponsors like a lot of them like a lot of the schools you have to pay for the tournaments yourself and there's, uh, I think it's called a 5013C. Oh, it's some <laughs> weird numbers, and that's where you're able to, it's like a tax write off. Oh, yeah. Companies can donate money. Yeah, you're an official yeah. uh, charity that yeah. they can write kind donations of, to. Yeah, so, nonprofit. Yeah. So that is, it's kind of hard to get. So te- or schools are talking about doing that, and it's not easy to do. So they talked to his dad, Brad, about it a lot because he's kind of like the guy who created it and the head coach. Who's dad? Braden? Yep. Braden, your dad's one of the leaders of the. Yeah, so of the he started it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that should have come up earlier. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dad. So your dad helped start. Yeah. They now, uh, do you have any older siblings? Um, or no, I have, a young, I have a younger brother who okay. fishes in the middle school division. And any, any successful organization has people that do that, right? Mm-hmm. Unsung heroes, behind the works, doing things. Yep. Well, that's great that uh, that is a family affair for you guys to do yeah. that. So. So, so let me circle back to the, the question, like, like if you're good, like you and Evan won some big, you know, mm-hmm. awards or, you know, credentials, got to go to nationals and things. Uh, how is somebody good at fishing? Like part of me thinks like, uh, well, like, is there, is there a luck component, uh, you know, or is the pre-fishing it? Is it the equipment you use? Is there some kind of techniques or skills? Like, like someone who doesn't know anything, uh, tell me a little bit about um, yeah, so there's definitely a, a luck aspect involved. Like, mostly you're, it's skill. You put your head down and grind all day, to, and that's what you get. Like um, an endurance of actually yeah. fishing for the full eight it's, hours. Yeah, there's definitely a practice average eight to ten hours a day, and that's usually two to three days. So going into the tournament, you already, if you're not catching fish during practice, it's hard to 
stay in it because you're so tight like you grinded the last three days to try to find something and you didn't yeah, it's kind of hard to keep your head up you like an endurance or a, a resilient word we use around fruitport a lot yeah right? it's definitely so. a mental aspect to it oh tell me more about that yeah so you standing in a boat for eight hours a day is just mentally exhausting and then doing it basically five days it gets exhausting but during the tournament you just got to keep telling yourself to focus on what you really you stand the whole time yeah. yeah people could sit if they wanted to or is there yeah. not even seating on the uh, boats there's a seats for when you drive and that's the boat captain sits there but other than that there's these they call them butt seats it's like a pedestal seat but you only use that when the waves are like giant so you don't fall off but other than that not really and it's hard like when we were on Lake Chickamauga in Tennessee, I remember the second day of the tournament, it was touching 100, degree, 100 degrees, and it was like 90s from the morning all the way till evening when you got off the water, and it was definitely just staying hydrated and eating is something so that is, helps you. This is an active exercise, yeah, right? It it's takes not a toll like, on your uh, body, I'd say. yeah, it's not like some. Uh, cartoons where you're just kind of lounging falling asleep with a pole in your no, hand kind of doing thing. something so yeah the, the competitive bass fishing great well man i feel like i've learned a lot is there anything else about uh the fruitport fishing team or bass fishing that uh, you want to share i figured we'd talk about like college fishing because a lot of kids that leave the high school go to college and like what happens after college there's a a lot of college tournaments there's some big colleges that actually have boats like if you're good enough they almost give you a boat for the year to fish on the fishing team from give me yeah. a, give me a school that uh, has a good fishing team auburn bethel adrian and michigan they actually won was it the national championship this summer uh, yeah so adrian college River, so New i York. think yes. uh i think uh we have a teacher from the school mr yeah, busker think, that went to adrian college. yeah evan's actually thinking about going there at ludlow and so the team owns equipment, and they loan you the boat for tournaments or for a yeah. season even. Yeah. Some, I think they have like five or six probably. Yeah. Boat and truck sometimes. It's a big operation. For sure. And so, uh, so there's a way to – I mean, people can competitively fish their whole life, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I sometimes some sports, like if you're on the football team, yeah. there's not a lot of like no, it's not football like to play to when NFL. you're in your 30s and your 40s and 50s, right? There's not a lot of – there's some flag football leagues and things, but, but uh, you know, like tennis and cross-country people do use sports, right? So fishing's in that kind of boat, right? You can yeah. – people fish and, and – uh, yeah, so do you ever fish, like, non-youth tournaments? Yeah, actually, like, me and Braden fish. There's an almost, well, pretty much every Tuesday and Wednesday we have, there's the Tuesday night, that's only, like, five or six boats. It's two or three people. It's kind of just for fun. It's, like, $20 to get in, $10 a person. Another local one? Yeah, so if you win, you get, like, 100 bucks. But it's pretty cool if you do. And then Wednesday night, that's fishing against, like, all the local, I guess you call them sticks, that are good. What is the that older mean? guys. Like, like, oh, just a they're lot 60 of experience. And they fish is, like, their whole life. And that we go each Wednesday night, Muskegon to White Lake. And then so you alternate each week. So you're literally, you're fishing, you could fish six, seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. In the summer. I'd say we fish at least four to five almost every week. Is it, is it just a fun, like hobby casual thing? Or is it, is this something that you'd like to become uh, 
more of like is like you know obviously if you could be a professional athlete or professional bass fisherman right like who wouldn't want to do that right mm-hmm. so i mean is that a reality is that a possibility is that a dream like yeah it's definitely been a dream of mine for a while to go pro so right now i'm just trying to take it as far as it will go and see what i can get out of it is it like the kid in class that i want to be a pro nba basketball player is it kind of hard to become a pro bass fisherman um it's definitely not easy but i wouldn't say it's as hard as like trying to be a pro baseball player or a basketball player yeah i'd say there's a big just money aspect into going pro like the entry fees for tournaments like the bass nation opens or the Bassmaster opens, which is all adults and or kids in college, I guess too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. The entry fees on those it's, are. It's about a so I. It's about a thousand dollars per tournament, and. I mean, you're fishing just as a, like a registration fee. Yeah. yeah. And then you're of course have all your expenses. You got to travel to wherever it's at. Yeah, you so give I'd, up days of work. And I was looking at it, and it, it's about thirty thousand a year to really do the opens to uh the fees to do those yeah and yeah. uh oh so, man I, I maybe i'll google this i wonder how much like uh the top the top player you know anglers i heard the top anglers make from winning tournaments yeah right or does like, mostly come from sponsorship the, or a lot of sponsors but like to get to the elite series which is bass master you have to usually qualify through winning opens mm-hmm. and uh just one bass Master Elite Series entry fee is $5,000 a tournament, and you're fishing seven or eight of those a year. So if you're not pulling out on top each year, because they have an Angler of the Year, which is they take each of your finish at each tournament, and they add them up, and whoever has the highest number. Mm -hmm. So, like, if there's 100 boats that fish and you get first, you get 100 points, and second is 99, and they'll add all those up together. And at the end of the year, that's a how big is that check? Like a hundred thousand dollars, or about a hundred thousand dollars. And if you win a tournament, it's about the same. One hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for one elite series, but you're fishing against the hundred best guys in the world. Yeah, yeah. There's guys from Australia. There's one guy from there. All around the world, they're fishing in it. Japan. That's there's a lot of bass fishing. All right. Do you ever fish other things besides fa- bass? Uh. We do some walleye fishing at night, like out on the pier, and that's pretty fun to go troll around, fit to fish at like three in the morning. My brother-in-law and father-in-law are walleye uh, fishermen. They're part of the West Michigan Walleye Club, and they go to tournaments and compete, and it's become like a father-son, and now father-son, grandson, kind of, you know, weekends kind of things, and they they love going to Lake Erie, and uh, so, yeah, so I know a little bit about the walleye fishing, but... Yeah, other than that, I'd say there's not really too much else we fish for no. i mean uh, just for fun maybe some bluegill and stuff but bass is definitely your ma- my main thing okay so uh now am i right like are there any girls on the fruit port fishing team yeah there's two right now well so it's a co-ed kind of yes yeah, very yep. but it is uh it's probably not a 50 50 split and oh, people who are showing sure. up mostly on the guy side michigan bass nation we fish i'd say there's Three or four four teams of just girls. But when we went down to Tennessee for nationals, there are quite a few teams. Okay. That's great. We'll see both boys and girls in the sport because it's definitely a male-dominant sport. But now more people are getting into it, so that means girls and boys both. Great. 
And then, and then I'm sure someone listening is asking, and I might ask you, what is done with all the fish at the end of a tournament day? Is that stuff uh, uh, thrown back? Is it eaten? Is it? E- um, <laughs> yeah. So bass aren't the best to eat. So usually they have um, like a pontoon boat that's built to hold all the fish that were caught during the day. Okay. And they'll ha- they'll bring that pontoon boat out into the lake and release them all. So while they're weighing and everything, they're 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 not subjecting them to something that would you know kill them, right? They no, keep them alive so they well can put them back in. Well, you in. There's big tanks with yeah. oxygen in yep. them and chemicals that actually help create more oxygen for the fish. You hurry up, weigh them in, put them back in water, and they're brought to the pontoon, which is. Yeah. Probably like a 20-foot pontoon, but it has tanks with oxygen tanks, and it's all aerated and very good for the fish. Yeah, so the fish stay healthy, and then they yeah. can return them, and mm-hmm. you can, they can grow, and you can catch them again yeah, next year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, this is great. I'm so glad uh, that I, I learned a lot. I had fun, and uh, I, I really have, in the last few years as a teacher, just found a lot of joy just talking to students about whatever they're passionate about and hearing you guys talk knowledgeably and passionately about your fishing is great. So, well, uh, well, we end all of our Share Chair podcast episodes asking the same question. So I'll ask each of you separately. Uh, Cade, maybe you're willing to go first. What If you had advice for anybody listening, it doesn't have to be advice about fishing. It could yeah. be anything, maybe advice given to you. What, what, uh, what advice would you love for listeners to hear? I don't know. I feel like this kind of goes with fishing, but whatever your goal is, you have to work tar- hard towards it to get it and i feel like that just goes with anything the harder you work the better the outcome i feel like so having a goal and then yeah. work hard towards it yeah do you have an example of where you've done that uh, or not really but yeah i mean just each tournament one of the harder you work the longer you fish i feel like the better you do because you found the better spots and gain more knowledge for prior turn or future tournaments yeah yeah we want to be good at anything you gotta you gotta put some time into it good so Braden, how about you um mine is never stop chasing your dreams because you only will you only live once where did you get that uh like a quote or did you come up no, with yourself really i just came up with it myself so like a lot of you know, kind of combining a lot of mm-hmm. common advice right like you only live once and follow your dreams you kind of combine them into to one great statement together so well, uh, uh, Kate Calkin, uh, Braden Valley, it's so great to have you and to take some time to, to come into school and meet with us. Good luck with your fishing. When's your first tournament? Uh, when's that start back up again? I think April. End of April, Lake Norfolk, Arkansas. Wait, you're going down to Arkansas yeah, for a tournament? Yeah, open. With the, with the Fruitport Fishing Team? Uh, it'll be me and Braden and maybe Jake and Colin. We're not sure. Okay, yet. so some members of the team, yes. not the yep. whole not team. Not the whole team. And uh, that sounds like you'd probably be missing some school for that. Yes, so. All right, well, balance all your uh, your all your responsibilities <laughs> yep. and your fishing uh, enjoyment too. But, uh, yeah, great. I'm so glad to have you. Thanks a lot yeah, for coming and you. being part of this. Yeah, thank so. you. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Share Chair. Listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, thesharechairpodcast.com for more.